Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Imagine being a waiter on a cruise ship and having a terrible table to serve. Calls for some malicious compliance. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, bless my poor father because I was a stubborn little son of a gun. Fair warning, as the title notes, I was always a stubborn kid. My parents eventually learned it was best to offer advice and let me make my own decisions. I could learn through listening or learn through experience. As it turns out, learning through listening is a lot easier. Just don't push me to the point where my stubbornness engages, and I was actually a pretty reasonable kid. My father was in from one of his business trips and he was going to take my sister and I to the movies. She was a couple of years older than I was and I was at the ripe, horrible age of 8. To say that we didn't have any interest in seeing the same movie was an understatement. It was a major row and my dad sent us into different movies with his patience for the day already largely spent. So eventually we both get out and we began arguing again as kids are wanting to do my poor father already tired from the bickering finally had enough get in the god dang car i don't want to hear another thing out of either of you cue malicious compliance i loved and still do to read i was seldom without a book so of course i had one in the car however i was also prone to car sickness as a child I eventually got over it, but mostly just by reading in the car until I was so sick that I had to have my parents pull over so I could throw up on the side of the highway every hour or so. I'd retch for a while and then get in and keep reading. Did I mention I was stubborn? Wholly compliant, I sat my angry butt in the back seat and picked up my book. The ride was tense and quiet as my dad fumed in the front seat with my sister. About 10 minutes in, I was getting queasy but nary a peep escaped my lips. 15 minutes? I was thoroughly nauseous but I wasn't going to put my book down and heck would freeze over before I said another word. At the 20 minute mark, I blew chunks all over the backseat and floorboard of his new Cadillac. Hot dog, popcorn and soda everywhere. All in absolute silence, not even a single retching sound. Quickly pulling over to the side of the road and looking in at the major mess in the back of his car in dismay, he asked, Why didn't you say something if you were feeling sick? You said not to say a word. I didn't. In hindsight, I'm sort of surprised I made it to adulthood. My stubbornness had me sit at dinner tables for untold hours if I said I wasn't going to eat something, led me into the occasional fight, led to more injuries than I want to admit, and probably persists more than it should to this day. On the other hand, when I decided I was going to do something, it got done no matter what the consequences. I'm just better about letting stubborn mode engage now. Sometimes in life you get lucky, and I have to say I was more fortunate than anyone deserves to have had parents as patient as mine. To all you mothers and fathers out there raising your kids, you all are amazing. Do you think as they were back there scrubbing the vomit out of the back of that Cadillac they were thinking, You know, this is what parenting's about. It's all worth it in the end. Just gotta raise them long enough till they can fly the coop. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? 
That said, our next story is fine. I'll follow the rules to the book and go home with pay. So now I've left my old job, I feel like I can finally share this story. I drive trucks and I was doing a job which just wouldn't get done if everybody followed all the red tape. It's kind of the place where you sign all of the paperwork stating you'll do it this way, but the reality is you can't. But that's fine because the paperwork is there just to protect the company from legal recourse. Now, I'm not saying we all did dangerous stuff, but you know, it was just the little things that made your work a little easier and more efficient. Well, all of a sudden, the company started to enforce every policy. What really annoyed me though, was that you never knew which policy they had decided to start enforcing until you got asked to see a manager and told you were being put on performance review because you'd been observed on CCTV. What was more annoying was the supervisors would report you for something petty but then the next day be asking you and expect you to do something that was far more dangerous and risky than the thing they reported you for. Things like, you'd be reported and put on performance review for leaving your keys in the truck for a few minutes on Tuesday, but then on Thursday you'd be expected to use a tail lift in a public area with people walking under the lift with a one-ton pallet on it. This despite the fact that company policy states that tail lifts should only be used outside of store opening hours. So I started to follow the rules explicitly. My daily hours went from being around 10 to around 12 or 13, but my ultimate freak you came when they decided all PPE had to be signed out by upper management. Before this change, they had a cupboard full of stuff like gloves, high-vis jackets, and most importantly for the story, steel toe cap boots. If you need something, you just asked a supervisor and you'd have a new pair of boots within a few minutes. Well, on a Friday, I noticed my boots had broken and the sole was separating from the boot. I left for work on Saturday morning telling my wife that I would probably be coming home because I knew upper management only worked Monday to Friday, so no new PPE could be provided. Sure enough, after showing the supervisors and manager on duty my boots, they couldn't get me any. They spent about an hour trying to find me some, but eventually told me I would have to go home without pay. I told them that I've turned up to work and that I'm willing to work, but it's the company's responsibility to provide their staff with PPE, and that it isn't my fault if they can't provide any. After a while of refusing to back down, the manager went to go call someone in the legal department. He returned saying I would be sent home for the weekend with full pay and some new boots would be provided to me on Monday. What's more, one of the supervisors told me that I should tape the boot up with tape and that if I didn't, he'd report me to upper management. I also put in a grievance about this conversation and said supervisor was suspended from duties involving other members of staff. Thing is, before the company started to get petty, on Saturday morning I would have just set off for work 30 minutes earlier and got some cheap boots myself on the way to work, but they honestly eroded any goodwill I had left, and I was past the point of caring. I had a nice weekend though. I mean, although OP sure could have done things or paid for something themselves and just made it work, if the job is literally in the description as they're going to provide you with the tools necessary to do the job, and they don't do that, what can they complain about? Our next story is, Table of Karens made my waiter training a living nightmare. A malicious compliance story. Back in 2014, I was hired to work on a cruise ship. I started off as a lowly restaurant steward, busting tables and mopping floors in the buffet. After a few months I was promoted to back waiter and was moved to the main dining hall. 
I quickly caught on to the back waiter duties. My front waiter, who we'll call Bert, not his real name, took notice of my hard work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. After a couple of weeks in my new position, Bert told me that it's only a matter of time before I get promoted to front waiter and he wanted to start training me on how to be one. So he told me to shadow him when the next group of passengers were seated in our section so I can observe how he did his front waiter duties. Unfortunately for us, the next group of passengers seated in our section was an eight top of Karens. Bert and I welcomed them to the restaurant. They were friendly at first, and then the head Karen, an older, heavier set man, asked, there's a show in the main theater we wanna see that begins in about an hour. Is it possible for us to get our dinners, eat it, and get to the show on time? To which Bert says, absolutely, depending on what you order. After looking over the menu, the Karens were ready to place their order, and five out of eight of them wanted the New York steak, the one single menu item that took the longest to cook. Bert told them this, and that if they all wanted to order the New York steak, that there is no guarantee that we can get them their dinners fast enough to eat and be able to get to the show on time. Bert suggested alternative dishes that we could get out much quicker, but the Karens refused to change their orders. Bert read the order back to the Karens, and they all confirmed that it was correct. This is important for later. Bert handed me the ticket, and I ran back to the kitchen to assemble their meals. My first stop was the New York steak counter, and to my horror, there was a line a mile long of waiters waiting to drop off their tickets. Just so you know, this ship has a max capacity of about 3,500 passengers. The main dining hall seats nearly a thousand people, and I've never seen the New York counter as busy as it was this night. It seemed like everyone and their mothers were ordering the New York steak. I would have had to have waited at least 20 minutes just to drop off my ticket and God knows how long afterwards till the cook got to my ticket in order to cook them. With the wait time and juggling the other tables, Bert and I had to wait in on our section. I knew there was no chance that the Karens can get their meals and make it to the show on time, so I rushed out to Bert, told him what the ETA was on the New York steaks, and that he needed to tell the Karens that they needed to change their order, otherwise they'll miss their show. Bert relayed my message to them. He came back to me and said that they still refused to change their order. Bert shrugged his shoulders and said, Well, we did all we could to try and convince them to change their order so they can make it to the show they wanted to see, but they refused to change it. So, if they miss their show, they miss it, and it'll be their fault. I did my best to get their meal as quickly as possible, while also waiting on the other tables in our section. Sure enough, the Karens missed the start of the show, and they were ticked. They demanded to speak to the restaurant manager. They fabricated multiple lies about the crappy service they received, saying that we were lazy, incompetent, purposely dragging our feet, and lied about how long they were really waiting for their meals. They said they were waiting over an hour since they got their appetizers, when it was only 50 minutes since they were seated in our section at most. Bert and I told the manager our side of the story. He believed us, said he would try and calm the Karens down. 
but told us to do our best to get the Karens their meals as quickly as possible so we can get them out of the restaurant ASAP. Finally, the meals were ready. I bring them out to the Karens and hoped that this would be the end of the fiasco. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Two of the female Karens called Bert and I back to the table and complained. Our steaks are rare. We ordered well done. Bert and I huddled. He looked over his notepad where he had the two ladies' steaks written down as rare. He asked me if I heard them say they wanted rare steaks when we took their order earlier on, and I nodded yes. Bert approached them and said, Ladies, my back waiter and I both heard you two say you wanted rare steaks. I read the order back to you, and you both said that the order was correct. But the Karens responded, We've never ordered rare steaks in our lives. You two are messed up. Take these back. We don't want them. We want brand new steaks. So Bert hands me the steaks and told me to go back into the kitchen and order two well-done New York steaks on the fly, which is restaurant lingo for it's an emergency and we need this order right now. So I rushed back into the kitchen. The New York steak counter was still busier than it's ever been. I rushed to the cook and asked for two well-done New York steaks on the fly. The cook angrily yells at me, No one is getting anything on the fly tonight. You get your butt to the back of the line and wait your turn like everyone else. At this point, I began to panic. It was going to be at least another 40 minutes, if not longer, for the two Karens to get their well-done steaks. In an alternate reality, this would be an r slash malicious compliance story, where I make the Karens wait the near hour-long time for them to get their new steaks as they requested, but I didn't want Bert to deal with the Karens any longer than he had to, and the restaurant manager did tell me to do my best to get them their meals ASAP so we can get them out of the restaurant as quickly as possible. So cue the malicious compliance. The Karens wanted well done they're going to get well done. There were microwaves in the kitchen. I flipped the steaks over to hide the previously made cut marks, threw them into the microwave, and nuked them till they were well done. Brought them back out to the Karens and prayed to every deity I could think of that they wouldn't realize what I have done. Fortunately, they didn't. The Karens ate their meal in complete silence giving Bert and I the dirtiest glares while doing so, and stormed off when they were finished. Once they left, I told Bert what I did. It took him a moment to process what I told him, and he finally said, Under normal circumstances, I would be very upset with you, and I strongly suggest that you never do what you just did ever again. However, these aren't normal circumstances. Those people were rude, unreasonable, liars, and they didn't even tip. So you know what? Freak them. I'm glad they missed their freaking show. In the near two years I've worked on that ship, I've dealt with many Karens. Stories for another day, but I'll never forget this one. Just a reminder to everyone reading this story to please be kind to your waiters. I mean, to be fair, if you serve a dish like that, as long as it doesn't have like a specific sauce topped on it, it would be a very practical thing to just bring it back to the kitchen and refire it a little bit longer, right? Or is that just too unsanitary? I mean, I guess if they've already taken a bite of it or sliced it up, you wouldn't want to do it for the optics of sending the same one back. Even though I think really it wouldn't make much of a difference as long as it's cooked to the right temperature when it gets back, right? 
I think that's just, if anything, environmentally friendly. Why waste those steaks? Perfectly good food you could just save. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.